Hello, and Tashi Delight. Welcome to another episode of Buncast. I'm Nick Tishua. I'm going to keep this introduction very brief. If you're interested in upcoming events, check out yourbonecenter.org. And if you want to check out some recent updates to the Door to Boon, you can visit doortoboon.org. But right now, as we head into the holiday season, we're especially working to raise funds for the Boon Children's Home. I've put a link in the description of this podcast to a letter from Yuru's president, which explains how you can help. Your contribution means so much to these kids, so I'm hopeful you'll consider it. For this wonderful episode, Rinpoche details the trials of Bun leaving Tibet and beginning Menri Monastery in India. It's an amazing episode, so while I let this introduction music play, find a comfortable spot to listen and enjoy. Okay, hello Rinpoche. Thank you once again for speaking with me. Uh, today for this Booncast, we had a question from a Sangha member, and she wanted to know if you could um, describe a bit um, about some of the sacrifices that were made and um, some of the stories about the struggles that were had um, coming from Tibet and establishing Menri Monastery. Okay, so where to start? It's a big field, all the way coming from Tibet, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. I'm happy to do so. Hello to everyone. Uh, let's say, you know, the in 1959, when we all Tibetans uh, come in exile, so, and especially the Pombo are very minority, very, very small group of Pombos. And the only thing we have is sky and earth that we are familiar with. The rest, everything is new for us. Culturally, environment, tradition, everything, and language and so forth. It's a big kind of challenging to our elders. So in those days, uh, people having a lot of struggles of survival, you know. Mm. But still, with a great effort and compassion and devotion and determination that our some of the, our elder you know for example the those days most senior uh, the lamas what the 32nd his holiness in a very young age but still exiled but unfortunately he could not live very long because of challenges of all this weather and you know climate and hardship of life mm. get ill and so and after that so it's kind of like a we are even in exile before we thought kind of hope that we have a you know that who we can pray and wish and feel in the heart that 
we have our own, you know, masters, real teacher and His Holiness as well. But then somehow he passed away in the middle of all these struggles. Then uh, our elders and especially the senior, senior our teacher of Mandri, known as His Eminence, Yonzi Sanjay who was a senior uh, former Mandri, Yonzi Rinpoche. And then also His Eminence, Yonzi Tenzi Namda Rinpoche also. And then that there are other lamas like Tsundu Rinpoche and Pazang Lama Rinpoche. And, uh, and then especially we have a throne holder of the second most important monastery of the Burn in Tsang province called Yungdung Ling. Mm. So Menri and Yungdung Ling are two kind of mother monastery, important monas, monastery of uh, holy wise as well as academic wise too. So, and he is lively, but still is being nothing. Everyone is scared. Many people are <coughs> different, different areas, but especially many in Manali, place called Himalaya. Now they, you know, roadways to Ladakh and all those. So Tibetans are walking at the roadsides and many, some of the Pombo groups and including his eminence, the senior former Mandri, Yonzir Muche, Sanjitinzila, and other lamas are in around that area, Manali. So they have kind of thought of to get Pombo group together and uh, at least to hold the teachings, traditions, and to preserve, kind mm-hmm. of keep life. So not totally disappearing and, you know, so even though that's not physically, financially, and practically, is very hard to do, do in certain circumstances. But then the many elders of those days, elder lay people and burnt devotees, also have a great kind of uh, intention or motive to, to be around, to follow, and to do whatever they can do to make Pombo get together so the burnt teachings are not lost. So that is kind of several years of struggle with the everyday survival and time to time this kind of dreaming projects of burn to get together, pompos to get together and burn to be preserved. But during that time, His Holiness, the 33rd, that time he was ordinary monk. He was also one of them in exile. And then somehow His Holiness, the 33rd, was being uh, kind of being, uh, you know, went to the exile in, uh, and then also went to the London with his, uh, you know, Yonzi Samdeng Karme, three of them are being invited by uh, Professor Dr. Sinal Grip from London, mm. Tibetologist, and give, have some opportunity of, you know, working with the burn in with the scholar's life and then to learn English, etc. So then come back and return. So to make a shorter the story, his Holiness the Dalai Lama have asked His Holiness 33rd Mary Tinsley, that time he was ordinary monk, known as Sangye Tinsley, asked to be a teacher in the, one of the very earliest schools that is being found as an Okandan school they call in Masuri somewhere. So he had been uh, taking that part of responsibility and then after a certain point he left that and went to Norway and etc. So during those teaching period. You know, he's not being able to live with those lamas in Manali area, but he being earning a little bit salary from that. So he used, uh, he tell me when we have little time to sharing 
how his life had been so and so, how he thought what to do. So those days, 50% or at least less he will keep. 50% for sure, sometimes a little over, and whatever money he have, he always keep to the Islama group to maintain kind of something to do, mm. you know, to preservation of them, at least to have a group of Lama to together live and practice. So he was keep sending every uh, monthly salary, even that's not big amount, but those days is very helpful. So as a contribution, then when he have a holidays, he used to go there, spend time and talk about future. Even though, and when I think now, you know, we are so, comparing to then situation, we are now in so luxury, mm. but people still have a, so many different, different ideas and not being actively engaging in facing the struggles. If you have difficult one thing and you stuck there, oh, this is not enough. Those days they go through and cut through the obstacles and try to achieve what they are determined to. Mm. So they have never given up. And that was the kind of beginning of the preserving, I think. Uh, and then gradually, somehow, and Yongzhu uh, Rinpoche from Germany, his eminence, also come back, you know, he have lived his all sort of the facility and condition that in Europe he could live his own, you know, like many other lamas have been done, but he come back that to do something for burnt that is being scared everywhere, even minority, but still so to bring the burnt together, make a community and so to preserve kind of cultures, at least being grouped together there. So he did a, you know, tremendous effort to make this uh, happen also. So somehow the land is being purchased, the place we call Dolinji now, mm. the overall land. We have a huge land in the name of the Burn Foundation, Tibetan Burn Foundation. That is the foundation, one of the earliest foundation legally, according to Indian governments, so registered and uh, uh, it's owned to the Pombo community, not the Tibetan government giving us a land. So mm. that's the how we get. But then we have a land, but what to do with now living condition of this? So through kind of that help, so he got some help from different organization and then especially from Catholic relief service and, you know, or they have a, what do you call this... Uh, they have uh, their own ambassador or representatives officially that settle their office and look after the each family have a you know land we already belongs and each family is given a certain part of the land to build their house according to the family members and people who don't have a much family member large so they have a house accordingly but they will have also a little bit kind of land that they can cultivate vegetables, some fruits, some foods, some, you know, things that they can grow and eat. Mm. So it's like that. And in the mid, in the middle of those days, so now everybody kind of have a serious wish and hope and to have their spiritual leader and have a Mendri Tinzi or Mendri throne holder, you know, who is passed away 32nd. So under the leadership of the 10th, uh, his holiness the young ruling throne holder and then the senior most maybe teacher Yongzi Sanji Tenzi Rinpoche and the Yongzi Tenzi Namda Rinpoche and the Tsundu Rinpoche and there are several other 
lamas and some elders have discussed what shall we do now and ask villager or people that who was around that group so everybody have a same kind of wish and desire that we like to have our you know continue of throne holder that our protection our source of blessing we like to have so according to the tradition even though there is not a you know good enough monk of quantities and the villagers are well we have nothing so hard life mm. so they make uh, you know those days we used to get uh, we, we used to get uh, support from the uh, american you know the yeah. uh, then uh, we get a kind of like a sort of like ot ot you know ot oats yeah oats the bags of the sack of yeah. oats and oils you know we used to get so that kind of sack so they tear it and make a tent so oh, we even wow. have no money to buy a proper cotton to build it. no monastery of course right so only place hill so still those situations they build with happily everybody sew it by hands make a big tent out of that so i remember you know right after some kind of ceremony i was there with my father you know and anyhow so that they build there and they did the ceremonies and things like that and then they did traditionally uh, you know the rituals and ceremonies that how usually we do to appoint the his holiness mm. so likewise they did so it the result come out with his holiness 33 the sanjay tenji who became a spiritual head that time he is in norway in mm. oslo university he is teaching there with the professor fair kavana he is one of the very close friend and co-worker in the university on tibetan he was helping him as well so somehow he appointed and so those days we don't have you know cell phones and internet so we have telegraph in you know, the fastest one is telegraph so they telegraph to him that informing that you are being selected and please come back <laughs> we need you here now so he come back and he was well received you know when i noticed later on because when i joined the monastery i saw where he was being enthroned and uh, so called he his throne you know when i see it, so you know we don't have even a good mattress so where he kind of wood piece of wood that make little bit build up high so the mattress is built by you know the the cotton sock mm. and is fill up with rice uh, rice and a wheat grass you know when you take off the head yep that grass and you have that as a his wow. red throne <laughs> wow. so he sat on there and his room was next to it's a small very uh, till very late you know the room was still there and we look it very holy and uh, but then he saw in his destroy that we build the monks living quarter when we have a monk anyhow so with that he is being taken responsibility almost from zero point so there's no monks there's no monastery temple nothing you know i remember there's only one house that as i said temple and up there there's a one house that one elder monks are living that's all the house rest is in the tent so started he took the responsibility in that circumstances and everything started from zero mm. and so the land was there 
so even people have not any hope when and whatsoever will or not the Mandri again but they have always have a trusted that there will be a Mandri monastery there will be a throne so they have checked and the land so this is for the temple to build this is for the lamas residence they have kind of kept those places even they don't know who will come and what will happen but that kind of our belief and the people's true devotion and trust that it will walk by protectors will bring it one day so somehow his holiness started from that and there is not a proper any mandri monastery except one uh, person who is former monastery, former monks of Mandri, but he's a lay person. We call a Yungdung Namgya or Degelachu. And there is one elder senior monks from Mandri. He is not very educated, but he's fully devoted. So like that, but the rest from different region of Tibet, we have a different elder monks, not very educated, but devotee, but not very educated, have a different dialect, different contact, uh, mentality. Mm. It's a so much challenging among them to live together also because nobody knows strangers get together and for no reason and for no choice they're there now so it's his holiness have gone through a lot of at least to make peace them among and make them understand and teach them how to live together yeah that itself was a great (laughs) effort you know yeah so he did that bit by bit then he found uh, the support from Delhi, the Catholic Relief Service, he went there. Mm. Because they are not supporting for, if you say anything, for monastery or temple. Mm. They don't want to support for religious. They are Christian, Catholic. So what he did was he says, I need a bachelor's living quarter. Mm. So not a monk, but bachelor, you know, they understand that. And so people, so somehow monk's living quarter is under the project of bachelor's living quarter. (laughs) To get some funds, yeah. and then out of that fund, then he make those kind of few of the monks living quarter, but that's all made of mud, and the roof is sheets, iron sheets, mm. metal sheets or iron sheets, but it's a mud wall, so few few houses, and then he have built a temporal his you know mud and rock his own residence, abbot's residence. If you look at before photo, it's a very ordinary, simple house. Mm, yeah. So he built that slow by slow, like that, gone through. We have no supporter. We have, you know, those days we are being, even though we all Tibetans suffer, but still politically we are being very mistreated or disregarded. Look very, and the Pombos are looked very strangely and treated very strangely. Mm. So. In that circumstances, His Holiness took responsibility. And the very early days of when he was building the temple, what we have, what we have the size of the temple now is originally his plan of the temple. But then villagers and elder monks, you know, make him air burning, saying, oh, there's only few eight, nine elder monks from different parts. They're always having difficulty to understand each other. Say so why you have so big like this? There's no monk. Mm. Why? And then he built deep foundation digging. He says, all cements and all materials, money put underground. What do you put now for this on top? You know? <laughs> and this is too big and too big. Everybody is out of their goodwill and their concerns. Yeah. They think maybe this will not succeed. Maybe this will be... They, at that time, we're expecting to go back home very soon. 
in a year or a few years, you know. Yeah. So that's how it is being told us from official, our exalted body. Anyway, all elders, people of them are all believing it. So he have to reduce the size of the temple from now the size 10 feet inwards. So we have lived this temple very many years. Then we get more and monk, more monk. Is the temple is too small. Then he have to push back the same origin, and he really tells me quite often. He says, "Never discourage when somebody have a great plan and project. Encourage them, help them. Never discourage because it's awful. Now if I if I am let myself to do what I have planned before, I don't have to." waste of my time and invest now extra money now to extending it. Yeah. I plan, but everybody, lay, elder, mean to be good, but they're just discouraging you. Yeah. So never discourage people. If anybody have a wonderful plan, encourage and support whatever. You know, he used to tell that. So likewise, he really extended and make temple now huge, big ass. We don't have a double store then. We have only single bricks like this. When you get high, high, it is always like this. Oh yeah. When and everybody's scared of climbing up to continue walk. Oh yeah. But it's, it's a miracle that he's no single person injured it, and then later on on that he built a the first floor on that very <laughs> lingering yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of situation. Everybody thought maybe this is very risky and not, but it was stable. It has been there always. Wow. You know? It is amazing, you know, having uh, been there last year and everything from all of the monks' quarters to the beautiful temples to the libraries there. It's so yes. amazing. Yeah. And yes. to think that it came from just... Yeah, His Holiness, you know, his kind of inner, what do you call it, inner kind of uh, clarity and the decision of his plan. It's very, very clear and mm -hmm. very determinant. And we 100% trust. I personally, 100% trust when he plans something meant it's going to happen. That's the how, in another word, we can say his clairvoyant tells and knows that this is going to happen and this need to be done. Once he plans it, no matter he have money or no matter he don't have money, he will never give up and he will just go his own way and make as a result all the time he will prove that others opinion is failed you know <laughs> he is such a extraordinary but it was a very hard life so when we have this kind of temple a little bit then he start to focus on education so we have a very early days in the monastery we have an orphanage boy mm. so he have a 14 or something, I don't remember, some coming from Nepal, from our Pombo, from Dorpatin where I grew, and some from Himalaya regions of Dolpo and others. So like that, he started with orphanage beside these elder monks of the few of them. Mm. So that went quite many years. In 1978, 77 I think, 78 or 77, he, he have now kind of strong will strong will of desire to form a, you know, the dialectic school, academic, so that younger generation are being passed the lineage and education as we have in Mandri. Can I ask, um, so before that point, it was mainly older monks doing ceremonies, but not training younger yeah, monks? Yeah, not, not very much of that. Okay. 
privately, some of the elders and they get a teachings mm. here and there, but very private. No, no curriculum. Okay. No any fixed plan and structure, but it's kind of if you like to have received teaching of this and that, you go and ask teacher, and you get you know kind of like that system mm. where. So then, uh, in between, he also know that you know. Uh, it is very interesting when he come first time in Kalimpong in India, West Bengal. Something Karme and these two masters are there. We have no any plan. Nobody have thought that. So we might need. He have printed lithography. What you call lithography? With style of printing. He have he and something have printed those days. All the subject that we should learn in dialectic school, the root text of whatever related text he finds, they published it. That then we nobody know there will be a dialectic school. Mm. People are not in that capacity to think. They're in the battle of their own survival. Right. You know? But nobody but these great masters have always thinking, oh, would be good to have this maybe one day. But this is these texts are not useful for lay people, for ceremony or everyday practice. But this is strictly for dialectic and who is interested in an academical study of philosophy, only use for that. Mm. But they just print all those. And later on, when we have dialectic school, we say, oh, no prayer book. Those are the texts we have been used. Wow. And he says, he is, I just ask one day, evening, he said, Your Holiness, is this something accidentally, or is this something you have a reason to publish this then, because now we are using it? How come? He says, well, maybe both, he says, because this is the text we have and we thought to import it to preserve. But also he thought, who knows in the future, one day we may need this. So as just for, you know, it's kind of collective thoughts, we just publish it now, we we are in use. So that is the good part. You know, he, yeah. kind of, <laughs> he, he did nothing like space. So that's very extraordinary. Then... After their publishing, we still wait maybe 15, 20 years. Wow. <laughs> so, and the later on, we are using that. Yeah. So that kind of plan sends them how to preserve, how to, you know, and whatever they have money is saving like this and using in every way that part of how they can be a contribution. They can contribute to preserving of culture. Not, oh, you have a money, I want to buy a good shoes or not like that at all. Always, as I say, he's part of salary. He always offered to monks that he call a retreatants, you know. So these elder monks do pray, meditate, practice, and then kind of survival, right? So like that. And then come to the monastery. So then he have a strong idea time to time to have a, found a dialectic school so that, but we still don't know monks, where, we, where the monks will come for study. There's only few, yeah. right? So somehow he went to the senior Mandiloper, the Sanjit Enzidamboche, because he have a high respect to him, and as well, Sanjit Enzid, the senior Enzidamboche, have a great respect to his holiness. So he went there, and he's, he shared his opinion, and then the Sanjit Enzidamboche just stood up and offered him a scalp. What a wonderful, holy, thought even thinking of such in this kind of our situation itself is a great joy of buddhas that are watching us 
you know, he was so happy and he offered us cup as appreciation, say carry on. This is not going to be easy, but this is going to be a significantly symbolic of burn sub, what do you call, uh, survival. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a very great and holy thought you have, and so he appreciated and this and that. So that is that makes his holiness even a conform of his, you know, virtue thought. So then, he thought well, and then one day he. I remember he called his eminent Yonzin Buche to his quarter and uh, I was there because I served uh, His Holiness and so I served both of them tea. So His Holiness put idea to the, he what, I, what he had shared with the Yonzin Sanjitendran Buche and now sharing to him like to but what do you think and how we should and what you know they were discussing. He never put orders to anybody you know he always take a very humble space he always kind of, even though that is not what he had to decide, but he always humbly asking, what do you think? How shall we do? What is the best way? This is what I think. So his Yonzurubuchi also have been highly appreciated and highly respected and, uh, you know, pressurized the thought. And uh, he says, I will be a full responsibility of educating them. That's my job, my part, because he was Officially, he was retired from the post. He says, this is my part, because he was already uh, uh, appointed new Pernod uh, Rinpoche before Tibet is took over by China. His eminent Yonzi Rinpoche is already retired, former Mary Pernod, officially not. But now we are in exile, and he is the only one uh, as a teacher. The senior one is there, of course, who is a, his eminent teacher, mm. and was the first Mary Pernod. Then second one was, he appointed Yonzi Rinpoche, and Yonzi Rinpoche is being serving a few years, then they have appointed the third one. So anyhow, but now in exile, we have these two great masters. So Yonzi Rinpoche is saying that, so great of your virtue and wise thought and such a holy, and uh, I'm happy to take anything that, this is my, uh, what you call, part that what I am for and so and so. So he says, I will do anything and ask Mbuche you guide and advise and that's very wonderful. We will start with any time, any day and I'm fully ready to take responsibility. So they both have been a great discussion. And then now there is kind of now almost 100% confirmed that there's going to be dialectic school, you know. But then, uh, now how and which day and so and so. Uh, anyhow, then, then they have, uh, what do you call this? The date confirmation and there's another, we have a Geshe who is very learned, originally from same birthplace of His Holiness, Amdo Sharpa East. And after the, he graduated from Tibet, Pombo Monastery, he went to Center Tibet and studied in Debun. Mm. And he graduated from there. And after coming in exile, he also went to the South India the, because he studied there as well as, you know, the original monastery in Tibet, Debun. Spent many years in teaching there. And he gone to the high degree of promoting his study. So he is being known as one of the top the educated in dialectic from Gelupa. You know, as oh, a pombo, okay. he is a qualified 
to be the leader of Gelugpa candidate. He was the first. Wow. But he is not the type of seeking a position and ranking and a name. So he, no, no, no. So he took back his part of being a, otherwise he would be the head of the Gelugpa. Wow. You know, so that much learned, that much, he's a Laram number one, the first the certain category of degrees that have Laramba. So he is one of them and he he's candidate he is qualified to be in the candidate of the Geluk Laram who is like a man retains as now Geluk throne holder. Mm. But he took back him. So they they highly regard and if we say that he's our teacher and all Buddhists that who know, they believe that we are in the best hand of the philosophical wisdom knowledge. That is how. So he, very beginning, he used to come uh, in the summertime because it's hot and teach us in summer. When winter starts, he go there back. Mm. So it's more warm. So for three, four years, he did like that. And then he decided, because when he became to see the dialectic school is steady and growing, so he said this, now I belong Pombo, I'm a Pombo. So I like to be contribute by and I will stop going back. So I so he took full part of sutra side, no comparison to his sutric and tantric visual, uh, vision or wisdom. But Dzogche is not being trained there, you know, so he's not very much in Dzogche. And most of the, our part of Dzogche specifically is from his eminence and his holiness transmission in Asia, etc. During all this, we started with the 11 monks. You know, we were the first Beige students of the Burn Dialectic School. So His Holiness are kind of being uh, instructing that my main goal is to connect elder to younger generation, the lineage of the Burn that we are, while we are in good shape. You know, his main point is means while we are alive. Mm. So that when he's an elder means himself as a spiritual leader, Senior Mary Yongzi Rinpoche and Yongzi Sanjitne, Yongzi Tenzinamda three of them is meant to be the unbroken Mary lineage, you know, there are three. And he is, himself is a throne holder, source of lineage that he is the one who should. So that's where he meant elder to younger generation to connect the transmission so we can close our eye with relax. That's what he means. Mm. Otherwise, he, they cannot. So then how? We have no money, no project, no money. We have a very, even though it's just 11 monks, so we have a difficulty to, because we have focus all monks study from morning to evening. They cannot go for ritual, this and that every day. So to make little earnings so that you can survive. He's already said, no, this is my job. Lopela will give you teaching. I will provide facility. Your job is to focus on study. So this is how three team of us has to work together. Don't worry about food. Don't worry about accommodation. Maybe not very super and good, but I will not make you all die for hungry. So focus on study, please, he says. Will happen. Sibi Jalmo will happen. Protector will do. Don't worry. I have full trust. And that's very, you know, I live with his holiness. 24 hours with him, you know. I know there's sometimes there's no single money on the table. And I often, he tell me to where to go, I often go to the villagers, just borrow 10,000 rupees. Mm. 
to make this our few days off. Then all of a sudden he get money. And he sometimes he said, one time, you know, in our conversation, in the meeting, one of our elder monks says, if the poem protectors are there, now they should come and help. And otherwise, what is the use of every day make off? He was kind of a little bit tired of, and he, he bring that in the meeting, our monthly meeting. Mm -hmm. Say, so why this now, why we are in the most need? Where these protectors are gone, why they are not support? So his holiness got very upset. And he immediately he cut off his continuing speeches. Stop. What do you mean? What do you think I get all this money? I don't go for business. I don't know about business. I have no any donors. But I'm able to maintain. How I do this? Don't ever say that protectors are not there. He was. He, we never saw him such serious and get mm. upset. He said, no, only because of protectors that I have never faced in my life, that thinking, I think I will not able to, I have to give up the dialect. Never. So whenever I am difficulty, I think now, what shall I do? From nowhere, I have money on my table. What do you think? Don't ever think, in, no, no, nobody dare to speak about <laughs> from then, you know? Yeah. And of course, we truly, 100% trust our protector and our wisdom deities. So that's the how his holiness have a full convert. Those days, hardly we have one person visitor from abroad. One person, if we say that. That is also not a supporter. That's all scholars. Yeah. Scholars have no money. Often we have to serve <laughs> them. <laughs> some good scholars, before they leave, at least give you some, you know, they stay one month, they stay two, three months. They got scholarship money actually, right? Mm. They don't spend us. They give sometimes maybe like $100 or $200. It's a big deal. Yeah. They don't. But we feed them. We support, we accommodate them, we food them. Some are even not, you know, giving at least that part because we need that. But some do, yes. So anyhow, scholars have no money. So we have no supporters. And that's how. And I go to this. So he have done so many ways to make this old, and it all works very uh, kind of spontaneous, like, you know, he planned this way, and then some of the, his ideas are very practical, reasonable, helps mature benefit. You know, one time I noticed, and uh, first I thought, I said, this is very risky. I don't know why he's holding us to, you know, we have a sweeter business, seasonal business, in the winter, most of the Tibetan from all over the Tibetan communities go to do a sweater cloth business in a different different cities. They buy Ludhiana, the one or the main area that where they produce all the sweaters. So our people have no money, and all the Tibetan settlements equally same. They take a loan from bank loan to here. You know what His Holiness does is really now. Even I'm thinking is I'm thinking. Oh my gosh, how <laughs> you know. He take our money. He take our money loan from the bank. Okay. So let's say those days fifty thousand is big money. Fifty thousand those days. So he give you ten thousand, somebody fifteen thousand, somebody twenty thousand as a loan for three months. Huh? So what we get is if the bank rate is like eight eight rupees per month, you know. And he give this for them like a 10 rupees. So he get a 
two rupees profit. You know, like a ten, eight dollar, ten dollar, yeah. two dollar profit. Yeah. In a in the three months, you know, or like. But what he does is he give them, and then in between, when he gets some money, somebody bring you offer or somebody bring this and that, he get money. As soon as he will pay off to the bank, as earlier, as earlier he can off, he get more profit instead of paying interest oh, to yeah. them, right? Yeah. So in interest, they already have a two eight. For example, two dollars we have from the above interest, but if he pay this in one month, so two two months interest is basically free. Then two rupees, two dollars extra. So ten dollars is. Already total free per yeah. kind of hundred or something like that. So that kind of is even from that kind of. So that's helpful to our people because bank will not give them a such amount okay. unless it's they have something to put deposit, uh -huh. and which we don't have. And they will charge huge because yeah. His Holiness is taking a bigger amount, so they give him a less interest. If if they go, they will pay, have to pay. Instead of ten, even twelve dollars. Okay. Yeah. For example, so it's mutually beneficial for them, and I see more risk from he, to his holiness. Mm. Sometimes, if their business not went well, they have no money to return, and all comes on monastery. Yeah. But somehow, his interest is to help the, our people as well. They get a less interest. They get no hectic to go to sign, and many people he just give money and you know says bring me money before losa. When you come yeah. back, that's all. So, kind of even that thing he tried to maintain this all, and he have a very good idea to make one bit, one dollar by one, you know, kind yeah. of making, and it's he will never buy single new cloth for him. Never buy. Sometimes we insist to him when to buy something, good pair of you know this lower and upper when he have to go to Dharamsala, he refused. He say. What is wrong with this? You have to know we are in a refugee and I have to raise my monks. Yeah. What I care that I go with good cloth and bad cloth, people are not looking me what cloth I wear. People are looking I'm a representative bird. Yeah. So he's very strict. Sometimes me and other there's one monk, we go and we just buy and put in his clothes there. Yeah. We don't say. <laughs> and then it comes to where he look. Where this comes from? And then I said, I think this is yours. <laughs> no, this is not mine. I don't have this. And sometimes he even ignores and uh, to deny to wear it so that we will not repeat it again. Huh? Right, yeah. But we know he will use this sometimes because yeah. he. So we insist. Sometimes we take this extra to him, Dharamsala, we in request him. Sometimes he does, where sometimes he doesn't. So ground on earth and the simplest monk in another way. Not as a head of the bird, but as a simplest monk, really, ordinary. Eat everything exactly the same what we have, very ordinary food. You know, he had been cook, helping the fire, to, because there's no cook we can hire. Some monks, you know, who is not in dialectic school, but in between, but not still held enough, they don't know how to do. So he come. Wood are very difficult, wet wood. We cannot buy the long before and the dry. So challenging. He will come and make fire for us to have lunch ready on the time. And when we do some prayers and he listen and he will come. When we did somebody beat wrongly, 
He says, who is Umza? What is this way you are doing? He He's in his room, <laughs> but he listens when yeah. we do rituals, and he will come right there and catch up. On every level, he is kind of progressive, you know, <laughs> really, yeah. everywhere. So such a way situation, he he make us all learn and proved how to be how to be involved in a dharma and according to the teaching you know to make yourself smart looking standard looking handsome looking special it's all illusion and samsara he says you know buddha's teaching is to reduce these emotions we are a monk we have to be simple grounded don't look like lay people's you know name reputation position this is if you want to do this this is not place for you go to the village be village lay people kind of being very strict yeah and so like that all these years that he have never got he and his eminent never special treat exactly lunch we have potato and a steamed bread they have the same thing even not cooking in their kitchen. They get from our mean monastery kitchen, like we served, their assistant will come and take in their plates and they will serve to him. That's all here. And he don't eat after lunch food. You know, in the, his biographical picture book we have, mm-hmm. in he, there also he have said, he used to say that. I eat one lunch so I can save one evening dinner money so I can feed this young orphanage boys and monks that like you to have a full stomach, eat, that you can study. He says, I know how to be myself in the retreat. I like to be in the retreat. But I sacrifice my retreat to make all you have everything you need for study so that you could learn, you become a future leader, a future burn master, that teachings of Buddha Shirab and Nyame Shirab Jalse preserved and keep life that is my service so therefore and don't think that i don't know how to be myself in a retreat i like it i can be more quiet and peace but that is not fulfilling my ultimate goal and purpose of being and he says i don't have interest to build a great big statue and a big temple fancy temple we need a temple that where we can get together and use but we don't need so expensive, so elaborated, and so st- fancy. No, we don't need that. Right. He says, what we need is truly, I want to put quality and essence each monk's inside, so that each monk is representing whole canon of burnt teaching. That is my hope and what I'm doing. So you guys have to, sometimes he get upset because when we are not doing very (laughs) wild, you know, something, he says, understand, I have been boiled in the hot water. I have been burned in the fire, you know. So now there's no further to boil, no further to burn. But you guys are just young and growing. Sometimes when we have, you know, argument, well, I know. Therefore, I, elder person, always involving on everything what you guys do. Because you guys all have a blood, hot blood circling. <laughs> so, I am the one meant to be cooling your blood. That's why here. Look and watch this old man. You know, he kind of said, so that kind of, so much of hardship life, 
that he have no single day put us a very you know hopeless and tireless and giving up sort of never he always say wherever you put the fire make sure that very place of earth is being burned out only you can think you can make you made the fire there otherwise nothing makes sense means whatever you do make sure there is a result and complete you know some people started this and jump and started this change and changing notice i say if you cannot succeed on one thing that you started hoping to start hoping to success from the second choices it will never happen it's a your habitual so be habitual yourself to started something right there you plan to be finished get the result so it's encouraging very much and you know treating very much simple way as being a model not always official teaching but more being in a model of the way things how we live in this world how we put our effort to serve our society our tradition etc so that's way all the with this great challenge he have really gone through living simple eating simple being in the simplest way and then he lead us in that way so beat by beat you know as you saw the temple is completely transformed monks living quarters are not like that it's all a small mud wall and a roof iron roof now all of them are cement and a double floor and so each part of the area is whole completely transformed his wise think later on then everything he always think about mandri in tibet tibetan people pombo in tibet so that's how he conceptualized that his part of being responsibility as a spiritual head of the burn so that kind of you know he whole his life whole his life he had been most ordinary of the ordinary you know in a way of his uh, living uh, standard in a way of his you know dressing cloth huh? and even uh, his buying like example if i have a eye problem he get the eye glass so he will always look yes glasses important but then we always wanted him a good one and you know when we have little money then we like to he always said no purpose is to hold look mean important is this one glass this i don't care why we spend i can feed to always he compared that how many food he is reducing or oh, yeah. how many people's food is the cost of that you know he always calculate that oh. and he will be always simplest in a sample mostly he never buy anything for himself really he never everything is offered by sometimes we offer a little bit higher than he will be not so happy even he may use we insisted and things but you know, every time i bought him something he always asked how much you paid so <laughs> it's kind of i have lied a little bit yeah, yeah. sometimes he don't sometimes i forgot to take off the press in few days he realized but you says that much this is this much why you <laughs> then i have no i'm just quiet you know like yeah. not only me the other monks that who are close to him have something he such is like that yeah. every single penny he says this every single penny on my table it's like a volcano 
he says use properly it can be productive if you use wrong way you cannot digest if you have a volcano inside everything destroyed so this is volcano don't play with people with a worship trust they make offering for good reason i cannot do this for that you know like that his concept although he's not misusing it but his concept maybe that's teaching us that how we have to be uh, truthful to the people who trust you and devotion that make them sure feel that you know we are we have been uh, what call thoughtfully thought of what they make offerings for the good use for good cause that's what he, you know everything like that he will never uh, waste or misuse at all huh? i always you know when he is lately his age and then uh, health so i always try to buy organic foods for him when i'm going back from delhi there's a particular in chandigarh city i always by organics and concern of his thought, his food diet i always buy he liked it but whenever he something special he always think oh he must have paid a lot of money <laughs> sometimes he ask me immediately you know so then i'm get a little agitated to <laughs> i have not prepared to make sure not to tell him the real price but this is really helpful for his so i buy enough that while i'm gone for like 3 months so he have so then he tell don't use this wrong way this nima bought me because this is good for this this is good for this you know somebody as why is that asked to his assistant <laughs> he said bring here bring here. <laughs> so lately he being a little bit thoughtful of health but otherwise nothing special really yeah. so extraordinary so in that way the people's devotion is much more deeper and deeper no matter you are close by or distance everybody have a 100% sort of devotion and trust to him and likewise he is being being very faithful and very mindful of people's devotion and people's trust to him and he always make it everything make sure that's being consciously known and aware and did for this and did for that so everything is very well ordered so with his great effort of that so no first bridge group of students were very successfully graduate uh, that was his i think most he was most joyous and happy i have ever witnessed he says also he even give a talk afterward he says now our part is done we have connected from elder to you new generation so our part is to connect now you are being connected carry on preserving spreading is your job now we are too old you know kind of but yeah. he will still never give up things he do but that's he like putting us all in a big burden of responsibility and know that we have a big responsibility that's the kind of he is try to introduce us yeah. encouraging us that we should do that way you know <laughs> so with that gradually now up until now from mendry we have more than over 100 cases many of them back to tibet many back to original place in himalaya regions in dolpo and nepal and many still uh, serving in mandri teaching classes of student and many like us we are also traveling in the broad to spread otherwise he is never being allowed by his holiness and both his eminence during our 
study period, you know, the first batch students, we are 11 months, so we have an eight years of course. Yeah. No single person is allowed to go to abroad, even, even to go to Nepal. Like me, I make my own determination, decision that I make a self-commitment that the day I start in dialectic, I make my promise. Until I get graduate or geshe, I will never go back to my family in Nepal. So after five, six years, my family started writing letter saying, come back and we'd like to have all family together, Losar, and they were old and this and that, I understand. But then I keep saying to them, you know, I think the best benef for beneficial for all, and especially you guys, come to Mandri in Losar. Mm -hmm. You have not only seen me, you will have a great opportunity to receive with His Holiness and the higher lamas and the monks and then you have all this opportunity of witnessing the charm dance and blessings and retreats in the mind. So that's more even better for you guys. <laughs> so one time they did not, but second time they come and then also during Geshe. So all these kind of things, you know. So this is all because of His Holiness to us and then I have a great fortune to be with him for many years and witnessing not only as a teacher and a respect but in a father figure as a friend you know in the way he thinks for Dharma for not only our Pombo people for poorest Indian you know up there in the, our monastery top we have Indian family he helped them many who have nobody to care he always keep monthly money mm. and anybody sick he will treat them he will show them and he will allow to have medicine from our hospital even sometimes they have a family problems they will call the woman's always call from there to his holiness <laughs> his holiness my man this and that is beating me and doing this and, oh, wow. and sometimes he used to send me and sometimes we used to send another some elder monks so look there, this crazy man are doing something. She's shouting, go and look. When we get there, these old men are either quiet or either run away. Because they know that we are sent from His Holiness. They don't want to battle with us. <laughs> so kind of like that, you know. Yeah. He's not only Pombo, he's really like a father figure to all surrounding Indian. Many Indians will come and respect him as elder grandparents, grandfather like not only holy and receive blessings, the figure of person-to-person -person contact, any problems, anything he said, they will respect and that's fine. Wow. That's how he is being. It's not because he play a politically game there. It's being him honest, genuine, serving and helping to all beings, regardless of your bliss, belief. That's where he is being highly. So like that, His Holiness, the whole life effort have never been single decreasing and changes of oh I think it's too much that I have been you no know, now I like to never it's like that. Whole his life whole his life have put total. So that is the with the blessing and kind that we were able to have now. So called our burn is very well preserved, well connected in the lineage wise, in the teaching wise and also worldwide spirit. The many of the, their students at how things are preserved. I think that's in many ways, that's all his effort and dedication and serving of being as a leader of the oh, That's so amazing. Thank you so much for that.